Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app for the App Store. The stopper recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. Uh, we might be able to get a couple guests here in the next 25 or so minutes. Uh, let's do this, though. We're going to go to the Stan Orders history for New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. Book your winter group vacation package with New West Travel. Receive free parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. Go online at newwesttravel.com for all of your vacation needs. This was a big day back in 1998. The Edmonton Oilers traded Jason Arnott and Brian Muir to the New Jersey Devils for Bill Guerin and uh, Valerie Zalapukin. Uh Guerin would uh, help the Oilers get into the conference. Uh, they got into the second round of the playoffs in 1998. Uh, they, of course, rallied from a three-game-to-one deficit against Colorado, where Curtis Joseph was unbelievable in the final three games. I think he shut him out a couple times at Edmonton, beat uh, Ronnie Lowe was coaching the team. I think that was the year, oh, who was it that jumped Ryan Smith at the end of the game? And uh, Ron Lowe was not very pleased uh, with Mark Crawford. Uh, Adam Deadmarsh. And, uh, and then it might have been in game six of that series that year. And then the Oilers went into Colorado and beat the Avalanche in game seven. I think Matt's lingering got one of the goals, and it wasn't very close. I think Edmonton won the game like 4 nothing. Uh, but uh, Cujo was outstanding and out-goaltended Patrick Waugh in 98. And then the Oilers lost to Dallas in the second round of the playoffs in five games. The Oilers just didn't have the horses to... Uh, it's at a time when Dallas, Detroit, and Colorado were just simply on another level than all the other teams in the Western Conference. Has our package arrived yet? Or are we still working no, on it? No, nothing yet. All right. Well, um, hmm. I'll read some text at 630-630. You can tweet us at Oilers Now. Email us, oilersnow at com. This email, by the way, uh, has just uh, come in uh, out of Colorado. 
saying, Bob, uh, quit with the paper uh, mache uh, berry talk already. He can't, won't cover a dead guy and gets pushed over in a light breeze. He thinks he's a fourth forward and can't defend. He is a blue line boat anchor. just like Bolzelnish, uh, referring to Sandus Ozelnish back in the day. Well, I remember uh, there was the legendary Sandus Ozelnish, uh, what was it, uh, he left his pay, uh, pay stub in a Calgary hotel for, uh, you know, because players only get paid during the course of the season and made it out there like $242,000 for the two weeks or something, back when he was making about $5 bucks a year. So that made the rounds as well. All right. You can text us at 6.30, 6.30. Uh, tweet us at Oilers now. Uh, JT from Rocky Mountain House says, Bob, Peter Shirelli traded away Strom, who was rumored to be very tight with McDavid. He then brings in Manning, who cost McDavid 38 games in the Calder Trophy. He made these uh, two moves that have a small chance of significantly improving the Oilers and have a high risk of upsetting the dressing room. That tells me he is out to touch uh, or out to lunch with the emotional status of the team, and he needs to go. The Oilers need to build the team around McDavid instead of alienating them. And that comes to us from JT from Rocky Mountain House. Well, again, um, Peter uh, Shirelli did speak to Connor McDavid about uh, acquiring Brandon Manning actually last uh, last uh, spring, and when he was a member of the Philadelphia Flyers. This text out of Grand Prairie. Bob, how good would uh, Kapanen look besides Ryan Nugent Hopkins on the right wing? Would Benning in a second get him? I don't know, and I and to be honest with you, I don't have, you're referring to Kasperi Kapanen, I'd have to do some some more investigative work on Kasperi Kapanen. He's not a priority for me when I watch the Maple Leafs play. This text comes uh, to us. Out of Edmonton, Bob, uh, Evan Bouchard reminds me of Tom Pody, American-born uh, allergies, uh, good NHL career, left you wanting more. I'd say it's a bit premature to know exactly what uh, Evan Bouchard is at this stage. I, I, I'll say this about Tom Pody. He was a superior skater to uh, Evan Bouchard at this stage. I don't think there's any question about that. I think Bouchard's got su- superior offensive instincts, but Tom Pody could skate. This text out of Barhead. Bob, speaking of patience, it won't be long, and you can get Everly on a PTO. I don't know about that. Okay? I don't know about that. Uh, again, you can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at orders now. The texts are coming in fast and uh, furious. Uh, hey, if we have to bail out of one of our guests, just let me know here, Brennan, Okay. Yeah, no problem. Okay. This franchise talks about culture uh, lots, and then Ken Hitchcock has uh, McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, and Drysaddle leave the ice during practice. Unbelievable the core group would actually leave. Well, I, I would suggest it's not typical, but given the minutes those three guys play, 20-plus minutes each game, you know, he has a thing called designated practices. It certainly happens in other sports. And Ken Hitchcock is a student of other sports, not just hockey. Again, you can text us at 630-630. This text comes in saying, Bob, just because Peter Shirelli asked Connor last year about Brandon Manning doesn't make him a good move. 
I, I was a little bit perplexed by the trade and had more so just in terms of the fact, that, you know, the, the extra year in the deal and Kajula and that sort of thing. Bob, would you trade Yassipoliarby and Matt Benning and a second for uh, Michael Furland and Brett Pesci? I probably would do that trade. I don't think Carolina would. Okay? I probably would. Uh, you'd have to get Furland signed to an extension. I think Furlan's a good player. He's had some issues with concussions. Uh, Pesci, I think, is a very good right-shot defenseman. I can probably play 22 minutes a game. It's funny. A guy like Ty- uh, Tyson Berry's got a higher ceiling. Uh, I think that there would be fierce competition around the league to get Brett Pesci, for what it's worth. Brad wants to know, would Toronto trade... Uh, would Toronto trade... Connor Brown, that's who he's saying. Connor Brown for Matt Benning. Um, a lot of you want to trade Matt Benning right now. Oilers has got to get healthy on the fence before they can do that, uh, even contemplate doing something. I, I don't know what Toronto would do. I think Toronto is trying to get into the, Like, I think Toronto would love to get Brett Pesci. I think that's the guy that Maple Leafs would love to get. Again, you can text us at 630, 630. Uh, tweet us at Now. Darren says this. Finally, somebody outside the organization says the truth about Jordan Airbelly. He can't play defense. This regarding the comments made by Al May. I was so tired of seeing him uh, look up in the sky after getting scored against because he missed his check. The texter goes on to say, um, that uh, he did nothing in 13 games. So why bring him back if the goal is to win the cup? Not even for $3 million. Maybe the Shirelli haters that constantly bring up uh, the Everly trade will finally shut up. That one comes to us from Darren. Well, I, you know, one way to look at the Everly trade was that the Oilers got back Strom and then used the money to sign Tobias Reeder. The problem is the Oilers turn around and flip Strom for Spooner. And it's not like Everly's knocked it out of the park. I know we discussed this the other night with Reed Wilkins. Like, could you make the trade? Like, the Rangers, I don't think, are super happy with Strom either. I actually thought Strom was becoming a uh, useful uh, third-line player, third-line center, and a right-shot center and a, a decent penalty killer. But, you know, uh, Peter Shirelli and Keith Gretzky had prior history with Ryan Spooner, and I think that they would obviously have believed uh, that they would have gotten more out of him offensively at this stage. I, I mean, I can't think for a second that they thought when they made that trade that they didn't think that Spooner wouldn't give him more juice, and it just hasn't happened yet. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers now. Uh, Bob, uh, the ble- the best player the Oilers got rid of is Andrew Cogliano. It would be nice to get him back here, even at his age. Well, I, Taylor Hall has been the best player that the Oilers traded out. Um, but Cogliano, would it be nice to get him back? Cogliano has a real history of Trent Yanni. I think there would be a real excitement level there. Uh, for for him, um, and I, I know that Cogliano has played a little bit. He's been slotted as basically a fourth line player for a large portion of the season in Anaheim, and I do believe that Andrew Cogliano is a third liner in the NHL and an excellent penalty killer. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Pick on your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we are going to take a quick time out, and we might have a surprise for you coming up here in about uh, two minutes' time. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, it's, uh, what do we got here right now? Uh, 12.45 in the Pacific, 1.45 in Edmonton, and we are pleased to be joined on the line by uh, the vice chair of the Oilers Entertainment Group, and partner, pretty big deal in Los Angeles when he came here back on August 9th in 1988, uh, Wayne Gretzky. Wayne, how are you? I'm doing good. It's uh, nice to get through the holidays. And, uh, it's a lot of fun, but it's a lot of work, as everyone knows. But uh, you know what? Uh, uh, we've had a wonderful uh, holiday season and uh, looking forward to actually do the game tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, too. That was an important victory for the hockey club in Arizona because uh, they needed to get things turned around. And, uh, you know, uh, it starts in goal. Miko Koskinen, and this guy's become a real story this year for the Oilers, hasn't he? Yeah, you know, um, you just can't be successful at this level anymore without stellar goaltending. And, you know, over the years, Cam has been such a warrior for the organization and and, uh, been such an exceptional part of the success of this team and it's probably great in the sense that he gets a little bit of a breather and as you said our goaltender has been outstanding and uh, for him to come in from a different country and a different league and uh, probably over the the year of play he's probably only had a couple of clunkers all in all he's been probably above and beyond what anybody had imagined um, and I still uh, expect him uh, such a consummate pro and such a wonderful team guy that when he does get back in there, I expect him to be at a high level and hopefully he can get on a run also and that gives us two solid goaltenders which makes us a, a much better hockey club. Uh, just a thought on uh, Koskinen for a second, Wayne. Uh, Yeri Curry obviously you know, has a lot of influence in Finland mm-hmm. and Koskinen is a guy that uh, Curry is obviously a believer in. Is that, is that fair to say? Yeah, Yeri um, uh, really believed that uh, not only was he a good goaltender, but outside of the National Hockey League uh, last year, that Koskinen was the best goaltender uh, available in any league, whether it be the Swiss League, Swedish League, the KHL. Um, he just truly believed that he was a guy that once he got an opportunity, was going to prove that he was a National Hockey League goaltender. Fortunately, uh, the Oilers, uh, Peter sent some guys over to Europe and scouted them for four to eight weeks, and they really felt that they were comfortable in uh, adding him uh, to the organization. And, you know, it speaks a lot of the young man, too, that Edmonton was his first choice, and he wanted to come and play in Edmonton, and he wanted to be part of the Oilers organization. So it's always great when you get a, a great athlete. It's even more exciting when you get an athlete who desperately and really wants to play in the city 
and he wanted to play in Edmonton and good for him that he's had the success he's had so far. We're joined by Wayne Gretzky, Vice Chair, Partner for the Oilers Entertainment Group. Bob Stoffer with you, Oilers Now. Wayne, uh, six straight losses. You know, the, the, we haven't, uh, I'm not sure if we've had you on since the coaching change was made, but Ken Hitchcock started 9-2-2. Two, and two. Uh, The Oilers uh, played, uh, you know, not had Oscar Clefbaum and Chris Russell uh, basically for the last 10 games. They, they get the win in Arizona, so they're 2-7 and, uh, yeah, Two six and one uh, in the nine games that those guys have missed, uh, and it, it's a difficult league if you lose two of your top four defense. Not to mention Sekera, who is pretty important as well. Which is not excuses. Every team in the league has injuries, but I think it does perhaps emphasize just you know how valuable Oscar Clefbaum and Chris Russell are, Wayne. Yeah, you know, especially in the age of uh, the salary cap era, uh, there's so much parity in the National Hockey League. You just hope for the best and hope that you have fewer injuries than, than the teams in your division and the teams in your conference. Um, you know, for us, obviously, I think Clefbaum was probably playing about as good a hockey as I've ever seen him play before the injury. Uh, what can you say about Russell? He's just a consummate pro, um, plays with so much heart, and obviously is a big part of the uh makeup of our organization that sets a consummate professional. Um, but in fairness to those guys, uh, guys got an opportunity to go in and, you know, uh, when you win, you win as a group and you lose, you lose as a group. Uh, the organization added a couple uh, defensemen that uh, I think have, are going to prove to be uh, beneficial to our organization. They're both big and strong and physical. And uh, I think they're going to have an impact to our team. So, listen, when you lose six in a row, the only way you can combat that is you got to win six or seven in a row. That gets you right back on the horse. And any team that has the talent level of guys like Connor and Leon Dreisaitl and Nugent Hopkins, um, this team is capable of winning six or seven in a row. And I had a nice opportunity to spend some time with Hitch last night and uh, I've worked with Ken all the way back to 02 with the Olympic team, and it's extremely positive and excited about the team. And disappointed over obviously the last couple of weeks, but all in all, good things down the road for the organization and for this team, um, and that's exciting. And you know, as I said, when you have one of the greatest players in the game in corner, you can win a lot of games. Uh, in Right now, uh, we need to get on that sort of win streak here and get going, and especially teams in our division and in our conference. Well, it's been a crazy year. I mean, the Oilers have had an 8-2-1 and stretch and a 9-2-2 and stretch, but have also dropped six out of seven and then six in a row. Wayne Gretzky joining us right now in Oilers now. Wayne, you're, you know, and I, I, I don't want to speak for you on this, but, you know, now that you're back, uh, you know, working for and with Daryl Cates and Bob Nicholson, I, we know you're a fan. We know you're passionate. We know you love the game. I mean, w- the Oilers have tremendous fans, and there's real passion. And at times, there's frustration with what's gone, you know, what's gone on here, uh, uh, more recently. But how how hard has this been for you to watch? I mean, you, you've got competitive juices and fire as well. You know, we're all in this together. And as you said, uh, one of the reasons why I went back to Edmonton is because the fans are such great hockey fans and it is such a wonderful city. And, you know, you live and die with the success of the hockey club. And 
people get disappointed and they get down when the team's not winning. And, you know, obviously there's jubilation with, with that success. And, you know, for me personally, uh, I pull and I root for the team because I know if the team's playing well, it makes the people in the city excited and happy. And fans want to enjoy the games. They want to get up the next day and say, wow, what a great hockey game that was last night. And, you know, we lost a couple bad games. We lost a couple of stinkers. There's no question about that. But I think to a man, people probably felt like we played a pretty solid game against Winnipeg. Uh, I thought it was one of our better efforts in the last couple of weeks. And then to continue that into Phoenix, and I thought, you know, it was just a nice road win against a team that plays hard and grinds it out every shift. So hopefully uh, the, good, the good days are ahead of us now, and I know that's important to each and every person who follows the Oilers, and I'm no exception. Uh, I I know you're you know you mentioned the Team Canada connection, disappointment for Canada Oral Juniors. I would have liked to have seen Evan Bouchard take the penalty shot, but hey, that's Tim Hunter's call. <laughs> I might have considered having Morgan Frost take it as well. Uh, but just a thought on you know they're, they're Bouchard and McLeod. Ryan McLeod got traded yesterday, by the way, in the OHL. Uh, he, he accepted a move to Saginaw, and he did have to sign off on that. I do think that the organization's at a slightly different uh, place prospect-wise moving forward, Wayne, uh, maybe than they were three or four years ago. Do you agree or disagree with that? Well, there's no question. Uh, I had a chance to talk to Yamamoto this morning and talk about Bakersfield and how good a job the coaching staff has done down there and how hard the young kids are playing. And you can see that there's uh, some good young talent down there now and there's a there's a light at the end of the tunnel with a lot of these kids that are going to either play for the Edmonton Oilers or one day can be uh, playing for another National Hockey League team. Um, but, you know, the junior tournament is tough. Um, you know, one game can sort of uh, you know, end your hopes and your dreams, and there's a lot of pressure on those young kids. And The tournament's gotten bigger every year over the last 25 years. Um, I had a misfortune of being part of the team in 78 and you lost to a good Russian team 3-2 that had uh, the KLM line and uh, Fedosov and Kasatonov were part of that team um, and we had a great team we had guys like Craig Hartsburg and Rob Ramage and uh, Wayne Babbage uh, Bobby Smith, Tony McKegney I believe we had 15 players from that team that played and had a long career in the National Hockey League so it's tough to pull it together for a 10- to 14-day stretch, but, um, you know, I think that all in all, our kids played hard for Canada. Uh, obviously, uh, Finns played well, and they deserved the win, but we had a few bad breaks, obviously, near the end of that game, and it's disappointing for the people in Vancouver that they're not going to see Canada continue on. But all in all, our hockey's in good shape in our country, and a lot of great players still coming out of uh, Canada. Wayne, uh, we appreciate you taking time to uh, join us. I think the uh, orders are just hitting the ice right now, so uh, I'll let you get uh, back to the practice. But thanks for joining us here on Oilers Now. Yeah, I'm looking forward to practice then. I'm going to watch you with our old pal Marty McSorley, so it should be a lot of fun. <laughs> well, you'll be the safest guy. You'll be the safest guy in the building. Then we know that, Wayne. <laughs> All right, man. Take care. Take care. That is Wayne Gretzky uh, joining us on Oilers now. Uh, well, that's a great way to uh, close out the uh, week of guests. I'd like to thank Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Hockey Night in Canada. Uh, we also had Alan May. Uh, we'll reschedule Daryl Evans. Not sure what happened there, but uh, Brendan, you made up for it. You landed us the great one, so that's always a that's always a good way to close out the week. Um, 
We have two games this weekend, uh, 8 o'clock start Edmonton time tomorrow night, 5 o'clock on Sunday against the Anaheim Ducks, the Kings tomorrow, Anaheim Sunday. This is a big couple games for the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club tonight. Reed Wilkins will have Inside Sports at 6 o'clock. At this time, though, we are going to head off uh, to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 chat afternoon news with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.